Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Eddie got in touch with us um, here on the email on the programme because, Eddie, you're having awful trouble with uh, light pollution. What's the story? Well, I believe um, the lights um, in the approach of the town, Kilcool, I live in a small village called Kilcool, originally from Greystones, which has has its problems as well with um, um, advertisement from... um, the fuel station, the pet- petrol station in, um, in the town, which I find very strange because I've looked up some of the planning laws and um, they seem to be, to me, in contradiction to um, a lot of them. Like a forecourt lighting, uh, sorry, this is section 1637 of the lighting, landscapes, and side, side signage, particularly for um, service stations. And it has four court lighting, including canopy lighting, should be limited to what is necessary for the safe operation of a petrol station. Okay. Landscape, yes, and so, landscaping should be there for the for the area. Okay. So just in. Eddie, Eddie, just um, just describe for me. I'm I'm not familiar with the area you're talking about. Just will you just describe yeah. for me the, the the lights you're talking about and the billboards and the signs and how close this is to your right. house? Right. It's not close to my house. It's on the main street of Kukul. Okay. The approach, um, the, the main street runs south to north or north to south. And coming in from, say, the Greystones, the first thing you meet is this, um, the forecourt. You see that on the whole area with the big Circle K signs, which can be seen, you know, brightly all over the place, which seems to be that it shouldn't be allowed because under the planning acts, you're not allowed to advertise in that kind of a way. Um, you have terrible light. Um, uh, oh, sorry, that was... Um, yeah, um, there, there's another rule in it. Um, new petrol stations should be of quality design considered with regard to streetscape and setting. Now, it's an old town with very old buildings. There's all um, cottages down one side of it. Mm. They were built oh, many, many years ago and red brick buildings. There's no other signs in the town, literal, because nobody you, can get planned. Have, planned have you ever raised this issue about the bright lights? Like, is it, like, I mean, when you're talking to, to other residents or people living nearby, I mean, is it, is it disru- disrupting their sleep? I, I'm, I'm not sure about that, but um, the, the, anybody I've ever talked to um, hates the signs. The ruins, they, they think it ruins the, the village. Um, this village has been used in one of the, the ads for the RSA and for a driver, you know, sleeping and that, as they coming into the town. It's a very picturesque little village. Mm, so it's just big, it's, big, it's big, bright, bright lights. It's okay. big, big, bright. I, I, and it, I, I, I wonder, yeah, I, I wonder, um, you know, how... I wonder how big of an issue this is for people because I, I've noticed in, in recent times, you know, more and more email. I, I got your communication and, and, and other emails in, you know, from people uh, reporting these issues around parts of the country as well. Eddie, stay with us because we've got Diana on the line too. Um, Diana, I believe you had a similar issue with lights near your house. Yeah, well, the light is a lot closer to my house. It's basically like a giant um, 36 square metre electronic billboard that changes colour 
every 10 seconds and it's like less than 10 meters, maybe about seven or eight meters from my kid's bedroom window. So like it's incredibly intrusive and it's on 24 hours a day. Um, it's very difficult to block it out fully. You can still just see the light coming in and changing colour all the time, like even with shutters and blackout blinds and everything up, you know. Even with the blackout um, blind, Diana, it's still a problem. Yeah, you can still see it, you know, um, and it's still just annoying. Like it's a constant intrusion, like all the time that you can't block out, you know. Um, and like we were on to the council about it and they say they've enforced the conditions that were attached to the planning permission. Like it used to flash every 10 seconds and now it fades in and out. But that's still annoying, you know. Mm, um, it's probably more distracting, like, actually, is it? Um, well, you know, it's it's still distracting, you know. I mean, the issue for me is like, you know, why should we have to put up with this just because somebody wants to do a load of advertising, you know, right outside our window, like... Like, why should we have to put up with that constant intrusion into our lives, you know? And, like, the issue for me is there doesn't seem to be any rules or laws or regulations about light pollution in Ireland at all. And, like, there is in some other countries, like, there's something called light trespass, which is when there's light, like, trespassing on your home. Um, And that's, like, a legal issue in other countries, but there's just no laws about it in Ireland. Like, I just don't know why, you know, the government won't bring in laws about it. Um, like I've been on to the council about it and, you know, they agreed that there's no consistency with how they look at this. Like they've stopped these massive LED electronic billboards being put up in other places. Where, sorry, where, where are you based, Diana? What county? Mines. Oh, you're, Rathmines, yes, oh, I know what you're talking yeah, yeah. about now. I'm yeah. familiar actually with the signs you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, so you're in, yeah, you're in Dublin. So you've been on in Rathmines, you've been on to the council and in Dublin about this. So, but they did actually bring in, they did um, alter the, the signs you're talking about though. There was a change, wasn't there? Sure. Well, initially when they turned the sign on, they were totally violating all of the conditions attached to the planning permission, just flagrantly, like it was incredibly right. It was like an airport landing strip. So they basically turned down the light within the maximum permitted level, which is still way too bright because it's right outside our window. You know, like they just, they seem to have like a maximum permitted lighting level that doesn't take any account of where the actual billboards or the light is. So it seems to be the same level, whether it's like on the side of a motorway with no buildings around it or like right outside your window, which is clearly ridiculous Mm. because it's how bright it is inside your home, like and how annoying it is for people that makes a big difference. And I don't know what criteria they used in setting that light limit. Like, um, so it's within the maximum limit they put to the, they attach the planning permission, but I don't know what basis there is for that. And they did say at the time that they could um, change the maximum permitted lighting level, but I've had no response from them contacting them, asking them to do that. So I'm going to have to, I don't know, keep at them over it. Yeah, get back onto Um, it. But it's interesting that there's... There, there isn't a sort of a continuous um, or a, a policy, I suppose, in place about this because I know people are texting in now and are they're talking, you know, like about the fact that you have street lights and you know, so what if there's lights? But like this, the, the light that you were talking about that was previously there, I'm familiar with it myself, and it was excessively bright. Yeah, and the thing is, they don't differentiate between whether the light is just one light that's the same colour, like a street light or a light that's constantly changing colour, which is just like a million times more annoying. You can't ignore it. It's constantly, you know, you're constantly having your attention drawn to it because you just naturally respond to changes in light. You know, you can't stop kind of looking at it, you know. 
Um, whereas if it's just one light, you know, it wouldn't be as bad. But I mean, there is just an issue with light pollution in general as yeah. well. That like, yeah. you know, um, and there's an issue with like the amount of waste of electricity and carbon emissions. Like this is on 24 hours a day. It's on at like four o'clock in the morning when like no one is able to see it. And it's just like the right of somebody to make money out of advertising stuff is all that seems to matter. And there's no consideration at all given to the environmental aspects, given to people's quality of life. Like I've a, you know, three-year-old daughter, like who's, you know, basically has has the equivalent of someone flashing a light outside their window every 10 seconds, Mm. like all the time when they're trying to sleep. And like that just shouldn't be allowed, you know, like I don't think anyone really think it's reasonable, but like, there just doesn't seem to be any consideration given to the environmental or social impacts of these things. It's all just about someone can make money out of advertising on this sign, you know. Another Pat has got in touch here in the text line to say what annoys me is the flashing billboards when you're driving. I find them extremely distracting and I think it's dangerous for drivers as well. They don't know, um, I don't know how they're allowed to do it, says Pat. This texter in relation to Eddie's story talking about a new garage that's been built beside him. He says it's like having a football pitch with floodlights shining all of the time. We actually said it to them, uh, but they said there's nothing that they can do about it. Eddie, did you complain about this? I have um, brought it to the attention of three councillors and got absolutely nowhere with them. They kind of um, shrugged their shoulders and weren't sure what the planning is. Now, there's, this particular garage has signs on both sides of the road, which is um, in no way would that conform with any planning regulations. And um, right. they're, they're meant under, under the consumer's uh, protection um, commission. They're meant to have the signs, the prices displayed, right? Every garage must display the, um, the price uh, of their, uh, their fuel. And it must be on the same side of the road as their uh, uh, premises. Now, in Kulkul, they have this 30, 40 foot sign um, on the opposite side of the road, and the prices are there. There's no prices shown okay. in the garage I wonder, itself. I, I wonder what the story is, though, with other um, garages and, and, and petrol stations um, around the country, you know, in like with bright lights. And I know the lights you're talking about, that they're kind of in the banner part where the branding is at the top of the, the forecourt area. And I, I wonder what the, the situation is with that. Um, this texture has got in touch to say, I, again, now moving on from garages, I don't understand why there's big bright signs for supermarkets when they're not even open. Should, surely they should be turned off when the supermarket is closed, says this texter. Another listener, it's also a big issue for the wildlife. Has nobody thought about that? Uh, this listener asks, um, they should all have to be turned off, all of these billboard lights and signs after 10pm at night. Our neighbour has a light sensor and it shines in our window every time somebody walks past. Another texter again on their neighbour. Yeah, and funny, I've, uh, I think I've the same issue myself. <laughs> this texter makes the point that um, their neighbour who lives behind them has a big floodlight that they never turn off at night. The dog sleeps outside. The floodlight is on constantly. Shines in my window though. We're not in the same estate but we are overlooking each other and I don't know how to ask them to turn it off. Yeah, I found myself in that same uh, situation before that text is still listening. Maybe you try it out first and let me know how you get on and <laughs> maybe I'll try it. Uh, lunchtime live at newstalk.com. That's the email address if you want to get in touch. I have an email here too from Henry who's got in contact about animals being affected by light pollution. Actually, Niall Hatch from Birdwatch Ireland is on the line. Niall, is this a problem for wildlife? 
It certainly can be, yes. If, if you think that uh, the, the fact is that, that most wildlife has evolved to take advantage of these different cycles of, of night and day, uh, and they're evolved in, in complete darkness at night time, this can have a big impact on them, particularly in urban and suburban areas. You know, Obviously, our speciality particularly is birds, and we do see an impact um, on the quality of life and the longevity, indeed, of birds in well-lit urban and suburban areas as opposed to more rural, dark areas. How, nine? How do you see well, the impact of these bright lights in them? Well, what, what, what's, what's interesting is, especially when it comes towards spring and summer, which is when most birds are, are getting ready to nest, and become very territorial, it's when they start singing. And what happens is that when um, they're, they're, they're tuned hormonally, when, when the first glimmer of light appears in the sky, that, that sort of spurs these hormones to appear, and that puts them into singing mode. And what happens in areas where you get a concentration of street lights, you don't like porch lights and houses, what happens is birds like robins, wrens, thrushes, species like that, they're fooled into thinking it's dawn um, when it may be the middle of the night, and they'll start singing. Indeed, we have cases of some of these birds end up singing almost 24 hours a day. And what we found is that actually takes quite a significant toll on them. The, the, the lifespans of those birds are significantly shorter than the birds that keep to a normal normal sort of rhythm. Um, so that's, that, that's sort of one of the areas that's been most studied in terms of pollution on birds, um, within an Irish and a European context at least. Okay. Like, do you, I mean, Diana's is, is still with us here. Uh, Diana on the programme as well. Like, Diana's talking about the situation in, uh, previously in Rathmines in, in Dublin and, you know, trying to make contact with the council and, and, and getting laws and rules changed around that. Do Birdwatch Ireland then have some sort of a role to play in this? Well, well, to a degree, obviously, obviously, when it comes to our, our priorities as a charity, we, we focus on, on the, the most important conservation issues. Um, and the thing is that you know, many of these birds, which are around houses and gardens, they're, they're quite common species. That doesn't mean that they, they don't matter, of course, but of course we have to pick our battles when it comes to it. So it's not, it's not necessarily the biggest problem facing those birds. However, we do see um, certain circumstances of light pollution affecting, affecting birds in other ways. Um, for example, um, every year down in, in Kerry, in, in Dingle, the situation where um, these birds called Manx seabirds, which nest um, nest on some of the, the offshore islands, places like that, like the Blaskets, for example, they um, they are nocturnal during the nesting season. The young birds tend to leave the nest um, when it's time for them to fly and go out to sea. And very often what happens is dozens or sometimes even hundreds of these birds are attracted into the town then by the light. And they're found they're fluttering around car parks and people's gardens and so on. So it shows that it can, it can affect some of these, these, these birds and then sort of their, their migration instincts and the way that they, they, they fly. That's something we've been a bit more engaged with Obviously, it affects modern life in a way, so it is difficult. But I do think we do need more, uh, I suppose, attention or more, be more to be more mindful of the impact sometimes of light pollution on wildlife, certainly. Are you going to get back on, Diana, to the council so in Dublin about the situation in Rathmines? Yeah, like it's just taken so much energy over the last few months, yeah. you know. Um, Cheer it's you probably haven't to... slept with yeah. these lights. <laughs> well, it's just been this constant thing, yeah. like that I've constantly been trying to follow up on with councillors and council and with people advertising on the board. Like most of the advertisers have pulled out because they realise how anti-social it is, but we just can't get the thing turned off. Like they keep just putting up ads for the billboard whenever there isn't commercial advertising on it, you know, and they're offering advertising for free on it just to keep the thing on. And I haven't been able to get in touch with the owner of the billboard at all. They've just remained anonymous. So it's just very frustrating. Um, I don't know. Can you imagine what the bill will be like? Was. You can imagine what the bill will be like, the light bill. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, at a time when, like, the government's telling us all to, like, conserve energy, and there could be blackouts, and you have this giant light flashing outside your window 24-7. Yeah. Like, and you're telling me this thing's on no all the time, and there's no one even advertising in it? There's no advertisement in it at the minute? 
Only advertising no, like the billboard? Yeah, because like the advertisers pulled out because um, there was so much kind of publicity attracted to it in the media and stuff. They thought it would be bad publicity to advertise on it. So it literally has like different screensavers changing on it, yeah. um, like every 10 seconds. Because whoever be, yeah. owns the billboard, like basically doesn't want to take it down and like I was even told by the council that like oh they've sunk so much money into it that they've a right okay. to recoup back the money well, that they put into it apparently yeah. they spent like 30 grand on it okay. or something okay so, well it's it's know, it's it's, 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 uh, it's an interesting one there's a lot of people now getting in touch with stories actually in particular it's about neighbours leaving these um, floodlights on out the back of their house and the front of their house at night and sensor lights. Thankfully, my own sensor light is one that you'd have to be right outside the back door for it to go off. I hope that's not a neighbour texting in about me. Maybe it is, actually. Uh, lunchtime live at Newstalk.com. That's the email address if you want to get in touch. Eddie, listen, thanks a million for contacting us. Diana there as well. And uh, also Niall Hatch from Birdwatch Ireland. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.